You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm in person with Tony Anderson. Oh, nothing better, Craig. Nothing better. There is nothing better. And it's just the two of us today. And we are going to be not previewing the, the game's coming back because uh, the, by the time I've put this up online, uh, the Celtic Hibs game will already be in full flow, might even be finished by that point. So there's, there's certainly no point in doing that. So, and there's a bunch of games kind of happening tomorrow as well. And the, the, again, there might be, for people to listen to it, there might not be enough time. The game's already passed. Thursday can be uh, an enjoyable look back on the games. That's exactly what we're going to be doing on Thursday. But for. And- and to be honest, Craig, I wouldn't want to preview the Hibs game because my excitement levels when we'd done the Hibs season preview were extremely high. And then within 24 hours, <laughs> I've hit rock bottom when I find none of these fun players we signed are actually allowed to play uh, for a whole myriad of different reasons. Um, so that really that really burst my excitement bubble. Uh, considering you wrote on the preview, it's an exciting time to be a Hibs fan. Not when the football actually comes back, it's not. <laughs> within the space of within the space of thirty six hours, I was completely changed. Uh, yeah, it's um, just it's like the the most exciting part of our season. I'm really getting the feeling is going to be the, the break. But this is a kind of a preview of sorts because we're previewing kind of a number of signings that have been made so far. So I think there's sixteen in total. I've right I've been saying mm-hmm. uh, players that have been brought in, new players to like, and we're going to give our most five interesting uh, so far. So. We decided to have a bit of a conversation beforehand so that we, we wouldn't be any overlapping. So you've got five and I've got five. Uh, there's uh, no particular order, but uh, Tony, would you like to kick us uh, kick us off? We sh- I sure would, Craig. This one's got me. Uh, when I first heard about it, I got a bit excited, but now that I've watched them, uh, now I'm really at fever pitch and I'm very fucking jealous. And, and we'll see if you can work out why as I describe this player. So it's Dante... Uh, Polvara, who has just signed from basically college. Dante's uh, Peak? Uh, oh, sorry, t- I, 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 I Peak? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Let's have a peek. Um, and he was just basically come from college. So in reality, he's not played any sort of professional football yet. And that means that while I'm excited about this, the reality is we might not actually see much of old dance this season it might lead more into next season he'll need definitely need time to acclimatise like any 20 year old guy coming from a different country would and then add on top of that never actually kicked a ball professionally in his life he's going to need time but Craig but the video I watched this is he is huge he's like 6 foot 3 strutting his stuff around the pitch pinging long balls everywhere. Passing range was ridiculous. And I was like, and what excited me about that is sometimes I think the best ones are strikers 
for being able to fool you on mm-hmm. levels because defenders make poor uh, make errors. They're poorly positioned, so they get a lot more chances. And goalkeepers make rash rash decisions that sort of make the decision for the striker quite easily for him. He doesn't he doesn't ever get caught in two minds. So I always think that's the one that I always get worried about when they come from. But this guy, it was it was technical ability that doesn't really change. It's his ability to switch play. So I wouldn't be overly worried about that of an Aberdeen fan. That's going to be the same at, at any level. Just as long as he's got the ball with a tiny bit of time, he'll be able to ping a beautiful ball to Calvin Ramsey, who's bombing up the right-hand side. And on top of that, his aerial duels looked really good when I was looking on. Why scout obviously is huge. One thing I didn't like is he didn't score a lot of headers. And I'll tell you why that annoyed me <laughs> later on. He only, he only scored one. But he was like 20... He was like a 20 on like uh, offensive duels, 25th on defensive duels, 18 on dribbling, but he was top for passes, top for progressive passes uh, in the entire league. And he was also like second for, uh, no, sorry, most in the league for, for shots. And he liked a lot of them from, from outside the box. So what that tells is his pass completion was 84.28%. So despite the fact he's using a range of passes, he's done a lot of through balls, he was switching the play, his passing completion is still really, really high. I think that was like fourth, despite the fact he played the most passes in the league. So all that pointed to something, I was like, but this guy looks like he's really got a lot of ability. And then you add that height, when like Scottish football, it's up and at them, ball gets kicked into the middle of the park by the goalie regularly, he'd be in there to win those duels and then get the ball down. He loved a penalty. He scored loads of penalties when I was watching. He liked a free kick. He scored a few of them. He had a few left shot, long bangers into the net. Scored quite a few goals. Craig, have you worked out why I'm really liking this guy? <laughs> Michael Ballack? Yes. <laughs> yes. This, That's why you're annoyed about the headers. Yes, because he's not got that. I've not seen that yet. He scored a couple, but they were for corners. What I'm wanting to see is late runs into the box and then headers in. But he really was... Especially with the size, because Michael Balak was a really big guy playing in midfield as well. He was really, really reminded me of him the second I watched about three clips. How much of a charge is he going to get at Aberdeen in the second half of this season? Don't think much, because it doesn't... The, all the stuff about Lewis Ferguson sort of died down a bit. It looks like he will be staying here. There is probably still three or four guys ahead of him in there. What I would like is, hopefully, that they, they keep him on the bench... Don't, don't just let him acclimatise. Get him on the bench so when the opportunity arises, get him on the park. Because mm-hmm. Aberdeen are good enough that they'll win. They'll be 2-0 up with five to go or, uh, or, they're, or they're getting humped by Celtic or, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Tom may, as well, Ro- may as well start that game. Yeah, yeah. Tom Roderick scored again. Or, so I would say get that in. So he is... He looked really, really fucking good technically. And that's what I was really looking at. I didn't want to... Because as, as I said, those are things that will be able to translate anywhere and um, the ability to play sort of big switches and I think Aberdeen have the fullbacks to really take advantage of that Right, I'm going to move on to my first most interesting player and I'm going to stick close to home I'm going to go with Nathaniel Atkinson for Hearts uh, a bit of everything at right wing back somebody who's uh, got a bit of pace a bit of power no bad crosser of the ball could score goals could play as a, as a right midfielder as well apparently not the worst of defenders either but he is I do worry about all-rounders coming from a different, uh, lower level because do their, you kind of want somebody coming from a lower level and let's just say that the Australian top flight is definitely a lower level. Look at Jamie McLaren's goal total, for Christ's sake. Uh, wow. <laughs> That's why I was saying Jim, Jason Cummings should go out there. He fucking just like Jamie McLaren's style uh, and I think he would bang them in. He would and he would have a lot of fun. Yeah, there. exactly. The best best life choice for him. Even if it goes tits up, at least it'll go tits up there rather than here. But he does seem to be uh, leading towards Linfield. Wow. Because he's, uh, he's Jason Cummings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I do wonder a little bit about Atkinson coming in because like, let's think about it as well like he's not in the Australian squad yet and let's remember the fact that Ryan McGowan was kind of a regular in the Australian squad and while Ryan was a very capable player at Hearts he's if you're looking at somebody as a, a level or two below Ryan McGowan was at that time is that the type of player that you want in this current Hearts team the one that's in third place and going for, for European football so I wonder if he's going to be a regular starter when he first comes in and or does it mean that does it mean the Hearts are maybe going to do some rotation with him and Mikey Smith? So Mikey Smith will maybe, assuming Suter stays, Mikey Smith, is he going to play the kind of tougher games and is Axon going to come in for the games where they want a bit more attacking oomph? And the other question to ask as well is, where are, are, is this Hearts admitting that uh, there's a lot of fans in, and certainly as I said at the start of the season, 
were their options at wing back a little too negative when you had Cochrane on the left and Mikey Smith on the right? Are they just are they more as I saw somebody on Kickback putting this? I thought was quite good. Are they more back than wing? Okay, yeah, yeah, it's a fair, it's a fair way of looking at it. I would want to. I, I think his physicals look good though He looks like And that's similar to maybe what I was saying about the Old Dante in the last one Is that's something that maybe managers look at When they're bringing a guy in Is that they're ready physically It'll be much easier to teach them Sort of the tactical side of the game where Than it would be to sort of like How long it might take them to get to grips with playing in a league Where it is Rightly or wrongly It's, it's a physical league yeah. I like it But it is physical But this guy looks like he can He'll be able to look after himself that's a fair point, and uh, it certainly could do a little bit of an attacking spark, so I hope that it all, personally, obviously as a Hearts fan, I hope it all works out very, very nicely. Right, the right-hand side's a bit of a, it's a bit bland for Hearts in that in that wing-back role. Smith's been alright, Smith's done a lot of uh, charging inside this season, which I didn't really see coming, <laughs> yeah. it's actually quite, worked quite well, but he's 33, 34, yeah. Mikey Smith, so you can't really... It's a tough ask to get to ask him to do it all season long, so the fact that they brought somebody in is a need, and, and um, Robbie Olsen said as well that they are also... Yeah, considering, um, well, they are kind of looking at options for left wing back as well. Yeah, because they and, and then obviously Taylor Moore's played a bit at right wing back, which you only had literally one good game. There. Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. It was a mixed bag because he had one game there where I was thinking this is bloody Sean Rooney. Um, well, the Sean Rooney last season, maybe it's just Sean Rooney of this season, but <laughs> <laughs> like, but he was bounding about. But yeah, like, I remember like then he then I think I watched him against Motherwell and he was. He was he was rotten at, at Far Park, when but he did not when he was right centre back. Yeah, but he played right wing uh, back against Rangers, and it wasn't that great. He struggled a bit uh, against Kent, which I mean, right so, Kent. So it's interesting for it's interesting for Atkinson because he's coming into a place where if he works well. There is maybe a there's a slot to be had. There, there is a slot there. Yeah, yeah, like it's not like it's totally locked down, and you're going to be waiting until next season. Right, Tori, who is... Oh, wait, hang on, sorry. I've, I've gotten ahead of myself there. Right, we'll get to Tori's next election, but after these words. Our friends over at Manscaped would like to wish you a happy new year. The ball has officially dropped, but that does not mean that you have to drop the ball on your... I think you see where I'm going with this. It's time to bring sexy back in 2022 and step up your game with Manscaped's performance package 4.0. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped to help ring the new year with the right tools for the job. Go to manscaped.com and use the code TERRACE for 20% off and free shipping. So let me tell you about the Performance Package 4.0. Inside you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate... It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light on the promised land 2022 looks to be. It's also time to freshen up down there in the new year. The Crop Reserver is an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturiser. And you've also got the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. The package also includes the Shed Travel Bag and anti-chasing boxer briefs, which I have to say I wear quite often and they do the trick, especially for a man like myself who likes to do a bit of exercise, get out and do a bit of walking. You don't want those cotton briefs rubbing against you after you get a bit warm and sweaty. You want these anti-chafing boxer briefs they are the business. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Terrace at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Terrace. Have no regrets this year with our friends at Manscaped. Right, Tori, we are back and you're pick number two. Right, I'm going to, I'll just be honest, Hibs signed a lot of players here, so I've got two of them <laughs> in, my, in my top five. So I apologise, everyone. Maybe that's not in the, the spirit of the, of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast, but... I'm on it and you're not, so... Oh, wait, Robert. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, Robert. <laughs> um, Ewan Anderson, I went for. And the reason I went for him above maybe some of the other, but it's just, he's, people know of him. So there is there is intrigue. It's not just someone come randomly coming from another league. He's played um, in the in the lower leagues in Scotland and he's played in the, in the top flight with, with Ross County. As well as, but I've always found that when he's had his cameos for Celtic, he's always looked really impressive. And then when we see him in that, I, I didn't. I only saw bits and bobs, but he only played nine games, I think, at one of them, and maybe twelve at another. But it didn't really, didn't really work out. It wasn't really like you were expecting him to go in and be maybe the main man at Ross County. I felt they they used him quite deep, um, and and I think he does have the passing range for that. But I think it actually takes away a lot of what's what's good about. Yeah, because a bit more all action, isn't it? Yes. Because I was thinking with Maloney. 
I'm getting the vibes that Henderson's going to be playing as if we play the three four three, he'll be one of the three. And I think he, he really looked when I was watching him. What I remember, and when I was sort of watching some specific actions of him, his pressing's really good. Um, in, in a defensive sense, obviously high up the pitch, he's combative in there, and then he's really he's he's good at being able to drive with the ball from deep wide. So that gives me an idea with that passing, long range passing, and the drive. I can see why some people are wanting to move him further back, but it's just, it's a bit wasted in in that area. So I think with Hibbs, he plays in the front three. If one of that maybe as Boyle, might not be, but even if it's Muller, um, that's a guy who wants to play on the inside, a guy who's probably going to stay pretty high up the pitch, and obviously Nisbet or whoever the striker is will, will be doing the same. So I feel like the, the other person in that three will get a bit of ability to roam. I'm a bit surprised you think he'd play the three. I would have kind of thought he would be a, a part of the midfield too. I thought he would be maybe the legs for somebody like Joe Neal, for instance. Maybe. maybe. How has Do- Jake Doyle Hayes has performed in that role since he went since it, since it's become the three? Since it's become the the three, uh, Doyle Hayes played re- really well against Dundee United. Uh, it was exciting to see him. I mean, the the pass he made for the I think it was Chris Cadden's goal. Uh, it was a really great goal from Hibbs. It was a passing movement, but then the bo- the ball Boyle got tackled when he tried to do a nutmeg. It went back to Doyle Hayes. Then Boyle, you saw, played himself onside. And then darted and Doyle Hayes threaded the ball perfectly through for him. And that was reminiscent of Doyle Hayes at the start of the season, like when he came on against Motherwell in the opening day, like his ball carrying, he created the, the chance that went to the penalty, which I think eventually won the game. And that sort of got played out of him. I think I mentioned this on the Hibs preview pod that I, th- I don't know what Ross, Ross I think was really liked his two midfielders to be really quite flat in there. And he liked to have his three up front would be able to do what they wanted. It was much more expressive in, in that area. So I think Doyle Hayes is going to hopefully flourish under Maloney. And that's why I think he might play there and why I think Henderson might get in there. I think he's got a bit of a goal threat. He's got decent through balls. He's technical and he's dribbling. And like I said, with the pressing ability and the ability to drive from deep, I think that a role in that three with two of the players maybe staying higher up could suit him down to the ground. His, uh, his, some of his games for Celtic are quite funny. Like he's scored against Real Betis, yeah. played 60 minutes against Lille, uh, and is there another one? Yep, yeah, uh, another one's a Champions League game, but it was um, a qualifier against Sarajevo where he died. Ah, just a late sub for that one. But the other ones, like he's only played in total... Uh, what we got here? 11 games for Celtic? Mm-hmm. And two, <laughs> one against Lille, one against Real Betis. Right, so... <laughs> And that's it. I think it might suit him. When he went to County Dunfermline, they're, they're, he's got, he's not the main, they're not the biggest team. They're not the ones that are, 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 for, are like on the front foot at the time. I think that'll really suit him at Hibs. And Maloney being the manager, who knows him, I think that's really cute for, for Henderson. I think he's made a smart move to do that because it's getting, he's 22. If this doesn't work out, he starts dropping down the leagues. Like yeah. that's, that's just, so I think he's taken a good option. 21. Yeah, so he's taking a good option uh, with a safe with a safe pair of hands who knows him and who rates him, and I think that's exactly what he's going to need. And I think we might see a bit more of Henderson than some people um, imagine. And uh, Hibs also love the family connections as well. Absolutely, and we've already seen pictures of him in Hibs strips uh, out on out on 2016 where he looks about nine, um, but brilliant and we all love it and we're romantics I said this on the preview pod we're romantics and let's have it and if he does well great <laughs> okay we'll move on to my next pick which is Caleb Chuck Wim okay who's uh, signed by Livingston he is a youngster from Aston Villa now I, <laughs> I was going to say I don't know how interesting this is no I'm always interested by somebody that uh, David Martindale wants to pick up I'm always like what are you seeing in this guy because yeah. he's just got such a track record now of um, you know bringing in kind of guys who you don't necessarily fancy I mean if you can think about his part in, in helping Livingston to come up from League One and, and to, to remain in the Premiership the last couple of years and the, the players and he's always had a I think even before he was manager, it's kind of well known that he had a, a massive input into the signings mm. at the club and stuff like that. So if you're thinking guys like Scott Robinson taking him from East Fife, when Livingston were in League One, he goes on to be a, a quite an important player for them in the top flight. You're looking at other guys, like he signs Declan Gallagher were in, when they're in League uh, maybe the Championship, but certainly was with him in League One. Craig Halkett. Uh, there's you know there, there's countless others as well. There was another good example. Uh, guys like Dolly Menga and that stuff. Ooh. Guys like Andy, like Lyndon Dykes. Lyndon yeah. Dykes like, scored like two or three goals in an entire season for Queen of the South, and Livia signed him to be the number nine for the top flight. And, and it worked. 
Yeah, and a lot of them have worked. So, sometimes it doesn't work. Like Gavin Riley, because when they say Gavin Riley, we were like, I just expected that to work. Right, we just expected it because it wouldn't make any other sense for yeah. Livy, but um, for any other club. But with Livy, you're like, oh, he's probably seen something. Gavin, <laughs> nope, nope, it's no. just Gavin Riley. It's just exactly what I remember him from Hearts. Not very good, good for the top flight level. <laughs> uh, so I'm intrigued by this. I'm also intrigued because now this guy can play across the across the front three or, or kind of any of the any of the kind of attacking positions uh, and. Caleb, and, and I'm sorry, and Lewison this season, I've been quite in, intrigued by their kind of uh, attack of players. I've got a number of them. So you've got Forrest, you could, um, Alan Forrest, you've got Craig Sibbald, you've got Odin Bailey, you've got Andrew Shinney, you've got Scott Pittman, you've got Christian Montano, you've got James Penrice, I think, has played there. Jack McMillan's played in, in some advanced roles as well. So they've got a number of guys, but they've struggled to really find any sort of consistency like this. I think... Sibbled and Forrest in particular maybe haven't been, and Pittman to uh, le- a lesser extent as well, maybe haven't been as good as they were last year. De- definitely not. They've not been able to hang their hat on any of them, and they've all been rotated in and out like he's trying to get see which one will, which one will do it at any different time. And uh, I did say this to Ian Hall, I wonder whether the Joe Newell coming in will provide that a bit more, because he obviously didn't really fancy... Because I kind of thought Jack Hamilton would be their number one striker this season, and that's just not been the case at all. Not only did he lose the kind of the kind of pre-season battle to Bruce Anderson, who started as their kind of forward, started as their, their kind of preferred number, because only really play with one striker. So he, he was the kind of preferred option. But even when it's not been Anderson and he's wanted to change things, he's played Andrew Shinney as a false nine mm-hmm. of, of Hamilton. And Hamilton's now, I don't know if it's... Uh, has it been confirmed that he's way back to our both? I think it has. No, no, has he scored at the weekend? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, bastard. It fucking cost me 50 quid. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so... So there's that aspect of it as well, whereas does this, does Caleb and does the rest of Livingston's, and it's kind of assumed that Montano's going to leave because he's just not been very good. And uh, so he'll probably take his place in the team, but can Caleb, uh, I'm just going to keep calling him Caleb. I'm fine with that. I don't want to attempt his surname again. And and the rest of the guys I mentioned, can they have a better second after the season because it's going to be easier on them because they're going to find that the ball sticks up front a lot more and they can get the layoffs from Joe Newball, who himself is not much of a goal scorer. So the emphasis has got to go on these guys to, to try and fire the goals in for living in the second after campaign. And can I've got I know you're going to say something, but I'll, I'll come on to talk about uh, Caleb as an individual uh, mm-hmm. a bit more after you've interjected here. No, no I just uh, I was interested uh, even away for Caleb about the the impact this will have that Noble will have on Bruce Anderson. Uh, obviously, Bruce well, Anderson I think it'll just be the like it is now with Bruce Anderson kind of rotating instead of rotating with Andrew Shinney will probably rotate with Joel Newell. But wouldn't it be nice to have the two of them up? Aye, front? that so Bruce, sounds good to me. So Bruce Anderson can rekindle what he was doing at Aki's Beside um, when was the last time uh, David Martindale played two forwards? Though? Probably not. But I you know, don't remember when he was up front with um, oh God, I can't believe he forgot his name. The guy up front with Hamilton that he played with last season, and it was really good with it as a partnership. Come on, Craig, you know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> Um, oh no, sorry. You, oh, you're saying uh, Bruce Anderson at Hamilton? I you, thought you were saying Jack Hamilton. No, no, there. Bruce. Right. An- sorry, Bruce Anderson at Hamilton. Right, it was um, what's it? Uh, Marius Ockenpo. Aye, Ockenpo, and that worked really well. And then Noble's obviously going to be bringing a bit of size, Aye. the knockdown ability. So that and that obviously brought the best out of Bruce Anderson. Bruce Anderson, I still think, has done pretty well this season. But like I think what you say, he's always up against it. So he's doing well despite it. Where I think he. he in a different shape he could flourish rather than just being up against it and there's a certain bit of intrigue about Caleb as well because I've looked at him he, he is he's very big for an attacker so he can play up front as well and I'm not surprised by seeing the size of him he must be about at least 6 foot 2 uh, but he's quick and he's got really nice touch and kind of overall technique so there's a lot there to like about it. he's an Aston Villa youngster so that, all of that probably doesn't come as much as a surprise it points to technique at least yes but he doesn't like he looks like he he knows really how impact games are awful lot from, from the little of a look of him and he doesn't he's quite languid and I don't think there's much of a worth ec- work ethic there which Martindale is certainly not going to tolerate so I wonder if Martindale is going to be the, the whisperer for him and he's going to really draw out his talents and make sure drill a better work ethic into him and, and make him because he's going to have to do a lot of running if he's in that levy mm-hmm. attack they're not just going to put up with him daundering around like I saw him in this game and, and just doing wee flicks around the corner and stuff like that Martindale will have him off in a second That'd be quite, the thing that could be quite cool for, for Martindale in this is 
he could be the go-to guy for the reclamation tal- project. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the, the, the young, talented players down south who maybe have had too much too soon, uh, and they and they're not putting enough effort in because Martin Deal's not an idiot. So you're not just shouting and sending them to someone who's a a screamer and a shouter. He's got a very good understanding of the game. He, he's tactically. Like he's intelligent with with tactics, so but Ada is obviously he's he's, he's Billy David Martindale. I'm sure he can kick up a fucking fuss. <laughs> um, so that could be a nice balance, and that could be a cool thing for if it, it was to work out like that. A cool thing for Livingston to have with Martindale there is sort of like a go to guy, and I always feel that these types of clubs probably need these little sort of idiosyncrasies about them and. Um, these subtleties and it helps them get in sort of players that are maybe above their station uh, which which will help them going forward so uh, it'd be really interesting to see how that works out Right who have you got next Tony? Um, let's go to Celtic eh? had to be one of them all these um, there's four new signings um, three of them from, from the J-League and I have went for Rio Hatati is that right? Hateti? I am not going to... I'm certainly not going to correct you with any sort of confidence. I know, I, I'm, I'm terrible. I mean, if anyone who listens to this and uh, that goes out any sort of regularly will know how bad I am at pronunciations. It's just, it's borderline offensive. <laughs> like, you know. um, and he's come from... Karawaski Oh god Karawaski Funtail I think <laughs> Funtail Karawaski Karawaski We'll go for Okay um, That sounds Japanese Yeah and That's why I went with it uh, So He's come in I've, I've went for him because Firstly I signed him in the draft For our fantasy football So I've got a, a sort of, And I have Nathaniel Atkinson uh, And you and Henderson yeah, I've got a direct interest In this guy now um, And When Craig Cairns Done that podcast With the Japanese sort of football expert he pointed to this guy being the one he would be most excited about coming over and so I had a little watch and oh, it's, it's going to be annoying Craig he's fucking good <laughs> uh, just, I, click, I just went for a first one off right I just clicked on goals and you know how it lists on Y Scout left foot or right foot or whatever yeah, yeah. on the goals and it just went Header, left foot, right foot. <laughs> First three goals, oh, for fuck's sake. Perfect hat trick. Yeah, yeah, straight away. Like that was a, and uh, there was a lot of goals with, I think he, he's predominantly right footed, but there was lots of goals with his left. He only scored a couple of There's one of them was really good, late run in the box, sort of bullet header back across the goal. He sort of planted it in the, in the bottom corner, but he was, yeah, like on when I was watching his best actions, there was just such a variety on them when when I was looking at Dante a lot a huge amount of them were the long range passing so I was getting a real feel for that as part of the game but this one it was something different every single time and that might lend itself to the fact that this guy's able to play sort of numerous positions um, I think he's maybe able to play sort of left back left wing back left wing even as a as a striker and he's the second top goal scorer in the league um, before he left he had he had, he had five goals um, but you could see his dribbling, he had, was full of tricks and I was getting sort of heart palpitations of the idea of Jota on one side <laughs> and uh, this guy on the other because they just his dribbling looked good, he was direct. He's dribbling with his stats. I was like trying to look at the things that were his best actions and look at his stats to go alongside it. And his dribblings, he was one of the... He was the 10th most dribbler, highest dribbler in the league and he had 50-odd percent, so it's one and two, so it's no perfect, but dribbling is always going to be... If you're getting above seventy percent, you're a, you're probably a, a a really really ridiculous player. But he loves a shot. He was the second most shots in the league. He was uh he had through balls, crosses. Uh, he really looked like he could do it all, and it looked like he would when he was playing in the more attacking positions. He was scoring all types of goals, coming for deep, um, coming at the back post, all sorts of things. So it just looks like a really really good fucking player, man. <laughs> So, did uh, did I miss at that point? Is he a striker or is he a? He can play everywhere. He can play literally everywhere. You know, like one of those stupid ones that come up on Football Manager. Oh like, yeah, where yeah, the position goes on for ages. Yeah, and ages. Yeah, it's like that. I think he can play. I think he's played left back, left wing back, left wing. So he's predominantly on the left, even though I think he's I think he's right footed, uh, and he's played as a striker. Uh, I read an article before we came on about from Ange Postecoglou talking about him specifically. He said he's looking to play him as an attacker. Be right. that as a winger or a number ten, and he sounded pretty set on that. Um, the the football, the Japanese football expert. I'm really rude. I've, for, I've forgotten his name. See you later, Mikey Johnson. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, and uh, I've forgotten his name, so that's really rude. But the one that Craig Cairns was talking to, he mentioned that he would m- maybe suit the inverted fullback role as well. Like he'd be oh, very eh? good at playing it, but 
you would be curbing a lot of his sort of best attributes, just that he's capable of doing a lot. Uh, but, as I said, by the sounds of things, Antipostogoglu is going to have him playing an attacking role. But for the injuries Celtic have picked up this season, which they've just about scraped by, I would say it'd be very handy to have this guy being able to play. Aye, that's a very position. good point. There are players as well. I said goodbye, Mikey Johnson. He's, I mean, uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm going to be likely to keep John. Also, Mikey Johnson's not um, very good. Uh, but also, oh, Jim- John's staying, is he not? Ah yeah, aye. well they've got a, they've got a, I think they've got an option to sign. Ah, they do six and a half million. It sounds like they're they're, they're doing it. And it aye, sounds it like he, he there was pictures of him in IKEA. <laughs> so I just thought it was all like better gear. And like Celtic fans, ah, like, oh, you wouldn't be in IKEA if you weren't planning on staying. <laughs> you wouldn't put yourself through that hell. Uh, yeah. And then I just saw another article below about a guy who went into IKEA and put down all his own arrows. You know, for getting rid of this door, just made it an impossible maze that you'd never ever get out. People were following it. He got fined thousands of pounds for doing it. <laughs> <That's crazy>. Amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, there you go. It's one of those things, if he probably doesn't see the fruits of his labour, it's just sitting in your house imagining. Ah, you know, no, you, you, you check it out. <laughs> sitting there in the corner laughing at everybody. <laughs> uh, James Forrest was the other one as well. He might be, because just his injury problems just seem to be constant now. So, be really interested to see how he would go. I would see if they didn't have so many injuries. Um, I bet there might have been a way for a, a sneaky sort of Scottish team to go in for Forrest till the end of the season to get him go- which he might have liked because obviously Scotland place is starting to teeter a bit oh I know how um, and obviously he might be able to move to England or something off the off the back of it Hibs basically well that's what I would like but, <laughs> um, but like one of those in Celtic doing maybe what Rangers done really well by putting players on loan and it affected them but just with Celtic's injury problems they can't afford to to let James Forrest go. I mean, he scored the goal that got them in the League Cup final. He's still a very, very good player. He's still better than all the other Scottish teams. But I mean, for that short period, could have benefited everyone. And it's a shame, because I would have quite liked to have seen that even if it wasn't uh, Hibs. Right, my next interesting signing is a man with two first names squished together. It's Carl Johan Eriksson. What, what am I to say that? I was <laughs> <laughs> just admiring you having a drink. <laughs> So he is a goalkeeper. Now, this is this is what's particularly interesting about this because I've had a look at uh, your uh, Carl Johan Eriksson's. <laughs> Throw I've got Kevin Rose full name again. <laughs> I've done full name with him all the time. You're like Jonathan Pierce. <laughs> Carl Johan Eriksson. <laughs> uh, Eriksson. I looked. I had a look at his kind of standard in the Swedish league in the last couple of years, and he's right up there uh, with uh, one of the best goalkeepers in the league over the last two seasons. Uh, I looked at some of his stats as well. He is uh, last campaign. He was third for prevented goals per ninety, which is uh, quite impressive. He is a very good, so a very good long pass accuracy, which should be very handy in the Scottish top flight. When we mm-hmm. often complain about our goalkeepers and their, their terrible distribution, we've in fact I'd say both uh, Hearts and Hibs. Gordon's a lot better than he used to be, but he's still no, Gordon used to be one of the worst in oh, the world. Yeah, <laughs> it terrible. looked like he never kicked a football in his life when he first came through. Yes, he's a lot better at that now, but he's still not, I wouldn't say he's still great at it. And uh, Matt Macy is probably one of his biggest weak points. Oh my God, he just loves kicking that ball at the bloody pitch. <laughs> Lives for it. So it'll be handy for Ericsson for that. He's also not really known as being error prone and at six foot three, he's got a pretty good stature about him. So this guy screams number one keeper at Tannadice. However, he's still got Benjamin Segrist there till the end of the season. So the intrigue is, does does Segrist go in January? Or is this a kind of, kind of slow passing of the baton? Like, does Segrist stay for the, because he's got to leave in the summer, Mm -hmm. we we all assume. Uh, Especially after this signing. Uh, And the fact that he's just kind of too much in demand, you'd reckon for Dundee United to hold on to him. And he's, Especially if he's out of contract, yeah, there's he's no a, chance. He's out of contract, so he's got a, He's already got the opportunity to speak to other clubs. United with this signing, you probably would think that they... Because it is quite a, it's quite a strong pedigree they've brought in, so you think he's going to be number one. He's going to be number one. It's going to cost a bit, because I mean, Dundee United seem to have found money from... I know they've managed to get... Um, they just sold Smith to Aston Villa, and that's going to help them buy Tony Watt sort of early. Um, but um, Tony Watts not even made this list, but I suppose he's not actually signed, has he? Um, oh, where's course, we'll, we'll, we've talked about him loads, and uh, uh, Graham and Ali Heller are going to talk about him on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, and, that, and that's why I never bothered with Chris Muller. I think Muller's got enough press, and yeah. people are hearing about him as well. Loves an owl. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, he can't keep him off um, social media, <laughs> uh, or books, or anything. Um, <laughs> or a positive mindset. <laughs> or a positive mindset. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, but if this guy's got a high pedigree, I'm, the, the wages seem must be rising at Dundee United and 
How is that? Uh, that's the question that Dundee fans are asking every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've got a cheek, but... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah because that's like two seems like they're two January business and I know they've just sold Smith but they were doing this before Smith had yeah. even gone um, but like and it was interesting as well that Carson went out on loan so they obviously don't have a lot of faith in Trevor Carson to be the number one long term which I'm a bit surprised but I thought we oh. had more of a chance Swedish all Swedish goalkeepers and defenders I've got this perverted view that's just probably based on nothing that they're all good yeah solid yeah defence yeah just that's my stereotype and I'm sticking with it let's uh, let me just uh, check one person's nationality and then I'll let you know no no you're incorrect Victor Noring was Swedish so okay. no, you're, you're immediately wrong <laughs> well, of course <laughs> so yeah and I wonder I do wonder as well whether like if Dundee United continue the way they are um, well, if they continue with the other, might be in a relegation battle. Well, yeah, because they're terrible at the, before the break. But if they, if if you take their first half of the season and then say that's going to be the second half of the season, and say that like with two weeks to go, they miss out in top six, then you think you maybe see Ericsson coming to say, right, the gloves are yours now for the rest of the season. Bye bye, Benji. Uh, maybe play them in the last game of the season, gets a big standard ovation for the crowd. One of those things, and that's it. I would think that, that would maybe... How long are contracts this guy on? Oh, good question. Sorry. Let me just uh, have a quick check of that as well. Because that'll I... be interesting in terms yeah, of what's... In contract. Contract is 2024, so it's a two and a half year deal. So he's got a proper deal. He's the main man going forward. This gives him maybe a little bit of time to, to get to grips. Get his house in order, literally. Literally. <laughs> uh, without the, going to the pressure of going straight into the team. Um, and then, like you say, they can sort of slowly, slowly put him over. Um, but, I mean, if this guy's good, I would just I would just sell Seagrest. I would have just sold Seagrest and kept Carson. Yeah. You get six figures, that would pay for fucking Tony Watt. Uh, that would be, if this, that, that would make sort of sense to me. I don't know. I'm a dreamer, though. Tony, who is your penultimate pick? Hey, oh, let's go funny. Nadia bloody chifty. Yay, he's back. Had to be, had to be. They've signed him from <clears throat> Angara Gucci. <laughs> Ankara Gucci. Ankara Gucci from the Turkish second division. You can see that at the cinema at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Johnson's in it. Um, so, <laughs> Is it? <laughs> um, so Nadir Shifty's come in. We all know Nadir Shifty, and he's always going to be interesting because regardless of how well he plays, he'll be box office. Yeah, he'll bite somebody. Yeah, great. Now we've got him and Morelos still coming into Scottish football, so it's going oh, to be... Oh, it's a web marking each other at corners, please. going to be fucking great fun. And people will be worried. Shifty's gonna, people are going to be worried about Shifty because he's not played a lot of football recently. He's still played 11 games this season uh, in the Turkish side with a grand total of zero goals, but I think a lot of them were... <laughs> Where subs appearances. That's his entire career uh, since leaving Tarnadice. Well, yeah, but what I was going to say, I was looking over his um, his stats and he's had little runs like the season before last. He scored seven goals and 25 appearances, in the which isn't great, but it's also not absolutely horrendous because um, he played for Samsung, Samsung Sport uh, the season before and he got seven goals. He got. It's always like he goes on streaks where he doesn't score any, and then he'll score like four and twelve. A team. He's. I mean, if the lads are listening, he's had more clubs than Tiger Woods. Eh? <laughs> uh, so he's. So like that. It's been a common trait oh, through his, a common trait through his career uh, that he goes like. I think he's played for. He's a victim of terrible jokes. <laughs> thirteen. Yeah, he's played for thirteen clubs, I think, and he's still only twenty nine. Uh, oh, big Nadia. Well, I was just looking at his uh, seven clubs since leaving Tannadice and he is uh, just looking at his league goals across the entirety of being at those clubs. Four, four, zero, zero, three, zero, zero, seven. <laughs> he scored seven. He scored seven last season. I saw it. Is it? Yeah. Uh, it's not okay. Soccer base has been rubbish. Sam, Sam Sunsport. I was on Wiki, so I mean, we don't know. Oh, Wiki. Hmm. I don't know why they'd miss who'd making up Sam Sunspore for seven goals with Nadia Jifty. Who knows? Maybe Mr. Johnston fan got worried when he saw it and didn't want everyone to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> and then this season, he's got zero. And he's not played a lot of football recently, but I get the feeling that Nadia Jifty likes the, the hustle and bustle of Scottish football. I think he liked... He was, I mean, he only scored three goals and I think... 11 games from Motherwell. Aye, but he was quite good for yeah. Motherwell. yeah. And I think he likes the passion over here. I think he likes being known over here because other leagues he goes, he's not playing in the top flight. So I think it might be quite quiet for him. And I think he's a guy that he, I think he, he strikes me as a vibes guy. He'll definitely uh, react 
to how things are going around them, and I think it'll, it'll get it'll get them going playing in Scottish football again. And yeah, you're right. By the way, the uh, soccer base just completely left off his last two clubs, Samsung Sports. It's nine clubs. He's had. Yeah, Samsung Sport and uh, whoever the hell that team that you said yeah. earlier. So yep, I don't, don't don't fall into my trap. I was forced to do it. Um, so that's so. But then the key thing is for St Johnston. If there's a club in this league that not just is in need of a maverick, but has the structure in place to carry a maverick, it's St. It's Johnston. So it's like, I almost think that he's like almost the perfect player. And this is the one that I know. So if, if he's nowhere near as good, then write this whole thing off. But if he's anywhere near that, they, they are the club that can really carry that type of maverick. There's a huge structure behind them where him sort of doing flicks, tricks, being aggressive, taking chances they won't get caught out from that because of the way they play and if he can play up front and even if he doesn't score that much he needs something because he's just a bit creative as yeah, well yeah like the creative and then you've got like maybe O'Halloran's pace so Nadia Chifty dropping <laughs> off I'm sick of it I'm I sick know, of pretending O'Halloran's any use I know but I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to think of where the balance would be for this I don't think O'Halloran's oh, good but the balance Chifty's really good at dropping 2016 off 2016 was a long time ago <laughs> yeah but I'm just trying to think of like what would be a nice balance and that, that's what I could I could think of because um, like Gary McKay Stevens was really good alongside Chief G so I'm thinking about like Michael Haran being sort of a wide kind of striker maybe he could score two um, <laughs> <laughs> but they could be 1-0 wins hooray um, so I think it's definitely worth taking uh, it's a risk worth taking hopefully he's not too unfit he seems to think he's really fit the way he was talking he's excited to come back to Scottish football he said he, he knew about Calum Davidson before um, well, well, he was in Scottish football. I was a lie, but he said it. Um, <laughs> and then he said he was following Scottish football when he left. I do believe that. I imagine he does have a soft spot. It's the only place. Well, you surely where, know who Cal Davis is. Uh, where, he's, where he's really, where he's really sort of, uh, where he's loved and where he's had great times. So I, I, I'm really intrigued by it, and that's what this is all about. And I think, I think it could go well. I think it could go well. I hope it does, because uh, just, just to see him just be fun again. Because if he's rubbish, that's not fun. Sad, sad shift is not fun. Ah, yeah, but it may punch someone, so... No, that's true. Uh, no, but he was doing all that when he was having a good time. So, <laughs> so he celebrates. Biting people. Right, let's uh, get to my second pick. We're thinking about St. Johnson. I'm going to go Dan Cleary, who they've brought in from Dundalk. And uh, they're a strong... For me, they're strong Jason Kerr replacement vibes off of this guy. I know they've tried twice the season and failed miserably with Dendonker and F.A. Ambrose. So I thought F.A. Ambrose got a wee bit of a... Surprisingly short leash, I would say. You really didn't see Ambrose after that terrible game against Levy, yeah. it was. Uh, but also, Jamie McCarter had a horrendous game in that as well, and he started... Plenty of my horrendous game this season. Exactly. So I was a bit surprised by that. But anyway, Calum Davis has made his decision. He doesn't want F.A. Ambrose, and they want Dan Cleary instead. Oh, imagine we had F.A. Ambrose and Nadia Chifty. Then we're having fucking great times. So I reckon this guy, so he's coming Dundalk. He's coming from Ireland, so it's a step up. Did they... <laughs> I'm a little bit kind of humming and hawing whether he was even that good a defender at Dundalk. So now he's coming to step up. Is he going to be good enough as a Johnson? Uh, maybe not. But he does give them a bit more balance on that side and he gives them a kind of... He gives them the kind of player they're missing with care on an attacking front and that will also maybe allow Sean Rooney to go back to right wing back and mm. then maybe wreak havoc in the second half of the season and help St. Johnson pick up some points and get off the bottom of the table and get themselves to safety. Because clearly he is... So... I'm just, I'm just reading my stats here. He likes to move the ball out of defence, kind of like Kerr did, but he does it with a higher success rate of dribbling round opposition players and and on more attempts per game than Kerr. Obviously, lower level, so you need to take that with a pinch of salt, but it does bode well. He's a very good passer of the ball as well. So he's somebody that can provide that spark that Kerr did in terms of taking the ball out from mm-hmm. defence, taking it for a walk, getting them high up the park, then you can give the ball to Rooney, he can do his rampaging thing, you get the ball to the attackers, and it's something that they've kind of struggled with a bit Absolutely. this season without him. The divide, the divide between positions for St Johnston has been huge, like going defence at the midfield, it's all they're all sort of played in separate zones, and there's no sort of cohesion between them, and you're probably right, that's probably the, him and McCann, that's exactly what they've done, and it was never replaced. So yeah, I don't really have any more to add on him, so let's get to our final picks. Melkerson, the Hoff. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's not just because it's Hibs, it's just a, it's, it's a January signing. It's so fun. A 19-year-old being playing in Norway uh, in a high six-figure sum in a four-year deal. It's balls-to-the-wall stuff. It's really confident stuff. And this is going to be one of those that, if this pulls off, 
then sort of like the fans and the rest of Scottish football, like Hibs sort of off the field, take a bit of stick um, for various things, not just the actual football, like structures, Twitter. <laughs> so, and, 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 that, and that's fine, but this could be a real feather in Hibs' cap, or it could make everyone make Hibs look like a bunch of smart arses who've really tried to be really cute and clever and go for it. So uh, there's so much intrigue in a, in a signing like this, not just Hibs, but the league, because I, I know people, were, people will be looking over at that one. Wow. And then the YouTube video to go along with it, Fowler. We've got a guy who's like the variation of goals uh, with this sort of Latino dance tune <laughs> in the background. But he, the goals are all coming from like sort of all sorts of different angles. He looked like a really accomplished finisher in so many different variations in so many different ways, which is really exciting to see. Like his first touch, they were doing the, the rewinds because he nutmegged someone. So you got to see it three times on the video. That was fun. His first touch, he plucks it the way. Got to see that three times in a row before you see him slot into the bottom corner. All the hits for a YouTube video for, for a player. And he's got curtains. And uh, what else has he got? And it's let, very, very in vogue these days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's done, and this is all in the the Norwegian. He was playing for Ranheim in the Norwegian um, se, um, sec, the, the second division, if you like, because obviously he was on loan for Bodo Glimt. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. And what was interesting is I would say that there's, I don't, I think the Norwegian second division will probably be on par with the Scottish Championship. I can't see it being too wildly out of sync with that. Aye. I, I don't see it being like the Scottish Championship is going to be streets ahead of the Norwegian. I watch it. It's not that good. I've played in it. Well, no, I've watched my what? own team play in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, sorry, sorry, to be clear. <laughs> Disclaimer, that was a lie. Tony Anderson's Scottish Championship career. That's, that's the name of the show. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> right, um, no, no, no. But uh, the guy scored 17 goals in 26 appearances last season. In, this, in the Norwegian um, second division. And that was only in 20 starts. And most interestingly, he didn't score in his first six appearances. So once he was getting to grips with it, and then suddenly he scored in every single game. Um, he was eighth in the league for shots. Um, and interestingly, he didn't have any assists, but according to uh, everything I've read about him, he can play right across the front line. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that develops. But he, did, he was set up... It was only like 0 0.8 for shot assists, so it didn't look like he was overly creative, but who gives a shit? If he scores in every single game, that'd be absolutely class. <laughs> <laughs> but as I said, he's just, it's the archetype, exciting, giant, 19-year-old, so much faith. And like I said, I think it'll give a lot of people and look at the Hibs and how they're actually running here. Because uh, if it falls flat in their face, I think Hibs will be ridiculed. Uh, but if it pulls off, then it'll be sort of handshakes and claps all around and doing something really interesting and showing that they're scouting and whatever we're doing is unearthing good players in markets that nobody seems to bother with. Yeah, well, I hope he's an absolute disaster. Right, let's move on to the final pick, which is mine, Jay Chapman at Dundee. Jay Chapman. There we go. Hey, I have to say, I'm a bit intrigued to see this guy play. So he comes from Inter Miami. Which All right, okay. I didn't look. I didn't look at it because I just saw his name and, and I saw it was a midfielder signing for Dundee, and I switched off. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. That, that, just so already, I've got your attention. <laughs> Canadian soccer player. Oh! Right, you've got me. <laughs> played for Inter Miami, which is a, a, a really weird name for a club play. It sounds like a euphemism. Is that, um, that's Beckham's team, eh? Yeah. Uh, Inter, Mi Inter Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what our Miami is, but I'm, I'm willing to try everything once. <laughs> I'm, I'm right into it. <laughs> so he is in a, he's, he's mainly as a kind of number 10, as an attacking midfielder, but he does seem to have a little bit of, a little bit of versatility from what he played in the, um, in America, and they also in, 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 I think he played for Toronto as well, where he can play, he has experience of playing either of the, the supporting three positions as an attacker, uh, he's had a handful of games playing up front, he's also had a few games playing as a kind of deeper playmaker, so kind of like a... We've got another one. Six, so aye, yeah. We've got another one, a man, a, a master of, uh, what was it, no, a man of, what's it saying again? <laughs> A jack of all trades, jack a master of, all of none. Trades, it's like, a master of all trades. <laughs> master of all trades and, and, and good of them all. <laughs> That's Martin Boyle, I've told you that. So, but he seems to be, his natural position seems to be as a, as a number 10. Now, he maybe doesn't score as many goals as you want for number 10, but he does seem like quite a creative sort and somebody who looks to create. He loves a through ball. Oh. And that's fun. 
Heads. Especially if, especially if Dundee also go out and get Scott Allen as well. Just what the two of them together. Just absolute three balls. What, dual, dual tens with... Three balls from Danny Mullen. Danny Mullen. That'll be Danny Mullen up front, surely, because, eh? well, Griffiths isn't going to be still there. Either well, they're giving him a chance. Give him a chance till the end of the month. What a... I'd, I'd love to get as many chances as Lee Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Well, I, you can do whatever you like because you've scored a few long bangers. And yeah, he could, like, as I said, he could play on the wing as well. He's not a bad cross to the ball. So, But the interesting thing uh, is, so say they don't get Scott Allen and he's brought in as a number 10, but they're looking at Allen as well. Now, Dundee haven't really played with a number 10 a lot this season, or where they have, but they've kind of, it's been like Paul McGowan, so it's been more of a defensive sort of. Mm-hmm. Now, Charlie Adam is very important to Dundee, but Charlie Adam does tend to need, you know, Sean Bourne, Paul McGowan, Max Anderson, legs. Jordan McGee, legs around him. Mm. Can they play Jay Chapman and can they play an actual number 10 and Charlie Adam in the same team? Now, Charlie Adam and Scott, Ad- Scott Allen in the same team mm, doesn't, doesn't, sound, doesn't sound right to me. Sounds fucking fun, though. Sounds fun if it works, but it doesn't sound like there's enough legs in that team. But you'd imagine that um, Allen doesn't, I don't, I don't think it matters really where Allen goes. I think he might be a squad player. It's just that Dundee will get to start games. He'll still come on most games. I don't know how much he's got 90 minutes in his legs that often. That's just my feeling. What I would say for Chapman as well, though, he is coming for the MLS. You know the MLS players love their fitness. So maybe, well, maybe he'll have the running and he'll have the creativity. Yeah, who knows? Like, I mean, that could be fun. Charlie Adam, Max Anderson, Scott Allen, and what's this boy's name? Jay again? Chapman. Jay Chapman. In behind. Is that midfield four? <laughs> just in a square. Ridiculously attacking. In a square. Max Anderson, oh, on your shoulders, sir. <laughs> um, and then they need to get the width for the fullbacks. The uh, fullbacks are rubbish. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a terrible yeah, formation yeah, you're building here. Yeah, yeah, well, hopefully that's what he's doing because it'll be a right laugh and they'll score some fun goals. And that'll be two up front as well. <laughs> the, the forwards are rubbish enough. Cool. 4 2 2 2. Getting McMullen and McGowan at the team, two of the best players. Get them out. This is more fun. McCowan, fucked. You're off. Get away. Yeah, I think that'll do us. Bro. Right, thank you very much. Fucking football's back. Great. Bloody right. hell. I'm going thank- to watch the hips. Yes, uh, I'm hopefully getting home in time for kickoff as well. Thank you to everybody for listening and please check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. I have uh, so far conducted eight, seven or eight. Uh, one of those season two. reviews yes yeah, mid-season yeah. reviews with uh, fans of various teams uh, throughout the top flights so make sure to check out those each of them have been half an hour each so far uh, which is uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, bang for your buck right there four hours and uh, we've been trialling uh, well, we're just now just using a new software on that as well which is a lot better sound than Zoom yeah for the for the online ones it, it did say I, I liked it when we used it you had sound effects and everything yes so aye, yeah, it was very positive and all that yeah aye, aye. very positive I felt good about myself when I found <laughs> it's because I pressed the button and <laughs> clapping that's enough for me <laughs> so all of us are shallow Craig and if you'd like to get in touch, the best thing, way to do so is uh, our Twitter account at Terrace Podcast. Right, Tony, say goodbye. Cheerio. And I'm Craig Fowler saying... No, I didn't say my own name there, right? I am Craig Fowler saying goodbye. Craig Shower. And since it's back, enjoy your football! <laughs> That's quite rude to the Little League fans, eh? Well, very rude, considering this whole podcast is based around inclusivity of the whole league or the whole country. But, hey, you've shown your jambo credentials. To the top flight fans out there, enjoy your football! <laughs>